The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. What is going on, everybody? How you guys doing? Welcome back to Tuesday Talks with KD. I'm your host, KD. Uh, I'm just checking right now to make sure my mic's not muted. I know the first uh, like three, four minutes last week, uh, my mic was muted. So uh, if you guys can hear me, uh, give me a thumbs up or, or let me know that you guys can hear me. Uh, right now on my end, it looks like I'm not muted. So. All right, cool, good deal. All right, and then uh, if, you, if you're new here, uh, be sure to make sure you smash the like button, uh, comment, and subscribe to uh, Fantasy Hustler, uh, the, the Fantasy Hustler channel. Uh, if you want to get some more uh, real football or, or college football uh, discussions or whatever, anything like that, uh, you can subscribe over to my YouTube channel that I have. It's a uh, Fresh Perspective Sports Lounge. And basically what I'm going to be talking about is the playoff matchups. I, I have a live stream that I did the other day where I talked about playoffs and what I thought about the decision and why they made it, uh, how they broke it, broke it down, and so forth. So, all right. Uh, so it's the same thing we do every, each and every week. Uh, we basically talk about, um, you know, some football, uh, some of the NFL stuff. Uh, basically the week 13 is what we're going to talk about. Uh, talk about different matchups. I'm not going to talk about each and every game, uh, but I am going to give you uh, some of the games, a good bit of the games. I'm going to talk to you about uh, some of the playoff predictions as well. Um, now, uh, what I'll do next week is I'll go into the actual playoff predictor. So I basically pull up each team that's on the outside looking in, not the teams that are in, the teams that are on the outside. For instance, the Miami Dolphins, the Indianapolis Colts, the, the Vikings, uh, the Eagles, uh, Washington football team, those type of teams, I basically talk about the scenarios of what they need to do to try and get into the playoffs. It, uh, obviously, we know just looking at it, obviously the, the the initial recipe would be just to win out. But that's not the case. Every team is just not going to win each and every game, uh, you know, uh, for the rest of the season. So with that being said, I'll try and give you like uh, basically like a matchup and I'll say, okay, I predict this, they could probably win this game, uh, vice versa. Uh, so forth and so on. So, all right, with uh, no further ado, let me bring up my, my slides and we can talk about uh, some of the different games that happened this week. All right, so, um, so all right, so um, the first thing I like to do is like I'll give you guys honorable mentions or, or teams or, or games that I'm not going to really talk too much about, but I'll give you some of the stuff that happened within those games. Um, I'm going to just tell you the Colts and Texans, is <laughs> it, it, it went kind of as expected. Yeah, you know, hey, they couldn't stop the run game. Um, the guys came out, did what they needed to do. Uh, the Colts defense showed up. Um, but it's the Texans. At the end of the day, we kind of, you know, could forecast, hey, the, the, the Texans are probably not going to put up that much of a fight. Uh, that team is just in disarray. They're starting to trade all – or they started to release all of their players that played on defense. Um, they started just basically giving them away. Um, if you're a Texans fan, uh, there's hope, though, coming for you. Um, you guys are going to turn around. You, you should be able to offload Deshaun Watson if that is the plan. 
Um, I just don't know what you're going to get for him at this point because of him not playing. I don't know if teams are going to say, hey, okay, we want to take that risk of is he was it is he going to be in the same uh, type of playing uh, shape that he was before uh, all this transpired and so forth. So just don't know uh, how, how, how it's going to work out uh, when it comes down to the package deals and, and so forth. So, all right. Um, moving along to the, the Rams and Jags, uh, same thing. Um, I just don't see how uh, anybody could think that the Rams are going to come in. I mean, not the Rams, but the Jags are going to come uh, uh, compete with the Rams, especially because, you know, uh, people were the, – the, it was out there, it was put in the atmosphere that the Rams were basically showing up as fool's gold. Um, it, it, you know, Odell was a, a wasted uh, trade for them, or not trade, a, a free agent signing, uh, so forth and so on. So when it comes down to it, it, it was like, okay, the, the Rams have all this promise, but can they put it together? Now, they, they blew out the, the Jags, but was that expected? Okay, yeah, it, it kind of was expected. So no harm, no foul when it comes down to Okay, if, if the Jags were going to come and compete against the Rams, matter of fact, that would have been even a more ding, more of a ding to the Rams because now you know you have this supposedly high power offense, high defense uh, type of team, and now you, you you basically can't put your foot on the throat of a, of a team that's that's not even shouldn't even be in the field with you. To be honest with you, so all right, um, so those are the two games I'm just not going to talk about. The game I, I, I want to talk about, one of the games I'm going to talk a little bit more about is the uh, the Jets and Eagles. Um, the the Eagles is Eagles is one of those teams that kind of make you mad. Uh, they they lose the head scratcher uh, uh, last week, and then they turn around and, and and they do what they do against the Jets, which is fine. It's no harm no foul. It's just you want to kind of root for them um, to, to basically say, hey, okay, look, they are. They are moving in the right direction, trending in the right direction with Jalen Hurts. And then they turn around, and, and, and he has a an abysmal game uh, last week. I think he threw three interceptions or, or, or something like that uh, last week. So for them to to, to, to come back with Garner Minshew, who, by the way, uh, he's always been serviceable. I don't know why anybody's shocked by this. I still don't understand why the Jags moved on from him. But it is what it is. Because I got it. You got Trevor Lawrence. But – if Trevor Lawrence goes down, what what does your backup look like? Or if Trevor Lawrence wasn't grasping the concept as quick as you need him to grasp, because he had struggled, what were you going to do to to say, okay, look, look, uh, Rook, is nothing against you, but we're going to wait until you're ready. Whether it be eight games, whether it be six games, whatever it may be, I just think you you did him no service about just throwing him in the fire, especially with a new coach, new system. New league is, is just a lot for a rookie to go out and handle. Um, case in point, uh, most of the rookie quarterbacks have struggled. Most of the rookie quarterbacks have struggled. Even, you know, I know a lot of people are on the Mac Jones bus right now, but Mac Jones is not going 400 yards, 300 yards a game, four touchdown games. He's just not doing it. Um, yeah, you can probably put it on the, on the offense, but that, that's smart to not give that rookie – that much on their plate initially because because not even though they're high powered players in college it doesn't always translate to to the nfl and then they got to be in the right system as well so but but go back on i'm still uh, going back to the eagles versus the jets dallas goddard came out did what he, did what was expected take take the matchups that he had and, and explore them as much as he could which is great 
But the key of the, the, the evening was the fact that the Eagles still realized I, I have an opportunity to run the dang ball. And they did that with Miles Sanders. 24 carries, 120 yards. It's awesome. It's, it's awesome because as football, as you go further and further down the season in January, it, I mean, I'm sorry, th- this month and then getting into January, if you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to keep a lead. And then on top of this, it's a daunting task. Once I get a team down 10, 15 points and I'm able to run the ball and, and kill clock, it's harder. It's, it's so much harder because everybody that played football before, the elements, the elements don't care. <laughs> If, if you die by 20 or if you up by 20, the elements does not care. So with that being said, you need to put yourself in the best possible situation to where, hey, okay, if I'm in the, this particular place, i.e. Buffalo last night, now it's starting to snow. Oh, guess what? That that eliminates your throwing game. If it's gust, gusty winds and, and snowing outside, that, that passing game is almost null and void. And, and, and that's, that's going to be a, ben, a benefit to the team that has a better run defense. If you got a good run defense and they can't throw the ball, that plays right into your favor in the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, Garner Minshew, 20 or 25, two touchdowns. Good good job for him. Uh, hopefully, uh, this doesn't stir up any kind of uh, quarterback controversy in the, in Philadelphia. Hopefully, Jalen Hurts is still the guy. But I, if I'm an Eagles fan, if, if Garner Minshew is going to give me this day in and day out, I, I'm cool with it. I'll take it. I'll take it because they, it looked like they, they wanted to really, really uh, make a move and try and get into the playoffs, solidify their spot in the playoffs. So, all right, uh, moving to the the Giants and Dolphins. Uh, Tua still continues to look serviceable. I think they're starting to realize, hey, look, we don't need to put a lot on, on Tua's plate. We need to just let Tua be Tua. Uh, if he can give us two touchdowns, if he can give us one touchdown, we, we don't need him to go out and complete 80% of his passes. We just need him to go out and, and, and do what he needs to do to be a complement to our, our run game, the little run game that they, they have. Now, I still say I still say this. What are you going to get from the running backs in that particular because because last year there was running back by committee. Are you still going to get that moving forward? Is that the plan? If that is the plan, then you need to turn around and, and let the guys know that to where now, hey, you know. I know you're only going to get eight to 10 carries a game. Cool. That's fine. So if I'm going to get eight to 10 carries, I need to, I need to make it the best eight to 10 carries and not play around because at times it looked like, you know, the Miami offense is just stagnant and they're relying on the defense to turn around and stop people, which which is cool. It's, it's a good recipe, but at the same time, you need to be able to put up points uh, unless you are the, the 85 bears remnant or, or the Seahawks of 2000, I think one, 2001, or, or the, the Ravens of 2000, you need to be able to put up points. And, and the magic number for, for, for most offenses is brought, brought probably about 20 points. If you can put up 20 points offensively, then you can rely on your defense to kind of shut other teams out. Because I think the NFL averages, I think, about 14, 15 points uh, what the defenses are giving up. So, all right, uh, moving along um, to the, uh, the Cardinals and Bears. Uh, Cardinals and Bears, what, not a lot to talk about. Kyler Murray came back, did what he needed to do. Uh, two touchdowns passing, uh, two rushing touchdowns, a four touchdown evening for him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins came back, got him a touchdown, caught all of his targets, although it was just two of them. Um, it's good to see them back on the field, uh, but the Bears had no shot at, at this. Just to be real, let's just call it what it is. 
Um, their defense is, is is out of whack right now. You know, people are injured. Um, and it is just the offense has let this team down continuously throughout the season. And, and, and it's just no coming back from that. So so with that being said, you're starting to see the this defense is just reeling. They just they just they they're for me for me, they just look like they're not motivated anymore. They're not motivated to go out and, and play their best football. Uh, they're not motivated. They're just not believing in the offense, the offense's ability to put the ball in the end zone, or even hell, at this point, just go down and get get field goals. Um, at, you know, they're just not believing in them. So, with that being said, I think that team is going to get divided more and more as long as Char, uh, as long as Nagy is is the coach. So, in in the next few weeks, I would imagine he he would be let go. I, I, would, I would imagine. Um, or uh, unless you're just gonna say, "Hey, okay, we'll, we'll just let you you ride out the season, um, and then we'll go go from there." But I just don't see the benefit. I, I see no benefit of, of of keeping him there, especially if it's starting to divide the team. And what I mean by divide the team is, you have some 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 guys that are or are, that are there because they get they get opportunities opportunities defensively, but then the offensive guys, all the offensive guys, just not happy with with the situation. Um, the first guy I think about is Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson, like I said uh, two uh, two weeks ago, the guy was was in, on the cusp of of being in the top ten uh, of wide receivers, and then all of a sudden he is he is a blemish of of, of that that particular. He's still talented. He's just not getting opportunities um, when it comes down to the development of the offense around Justin Fields, or if you're going to do it with Andy Dalton, whoever it is. It's just no no kind of synergy when it whatsoever uh they have a decent run game i just don't understand why is it not utilizing uh it's not being utilized to uh take their offense to another level when it comes down to it so um but yeah the last game is going to be the bucks and falcons uh bucks and falcons um nfc typical nfc south type matchup uh you know the the Falcons normally play the Bucks. Bucks kind of hard, which they they were doing their thing. They were they were going back and forth with them in the, in the first half, but then it was just like, hey, the Bucks defense dialed in. The offense started to say, hey, okay, look, it ain't nothing but the G thing. So what I mean by that, it was, hey, we got got one, we got Gronkowski, we got to see if y'all can stop both of these guys on on defense. And once they realized that, it was just like, hey, look, we'll we'll sprinkle in a little bit of Mike Evans. You know, Leonard Fournette, we don't need you to do too much. We just gonna uh, do what we do and we're just gonna outlast the Falcons. And, and that's exactly that's that's okay. That's okay to do that. Uh if you're thinking that the, the Bucks are gonna beat them 45 to 3 or something like that, you, you're highly mistaken. A division opponent knows you in, in night in and night out. Most of your freedom, most of the freedom I have uh as a division opponent is is, is we are basically building our team to compete in the division. Everybody else outside of our division, that that that's fine. We 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 can we can uh, hang our hat on if we lose to somebody outside the division. But in the division, we got to stay competitive because everybody knows winning your division is the key to getting in, into the playoffs. So, um, all right, and all right. So I think that is it for the. Oh, and a huge shout out to Marlon Davidson um, for that interception, that that grab, that that was that was pretty impressive. Um, it was a good throw by Brady, but it just so happened that he 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 broke on the ball and, and got got in the way of it, and he just just caught it and, and, and ran to the end zone. Um, he showed off his hands, he showed off his athletic ability. Uh, so so 
big shout out. I, I'm, I'm all for the big guy, a big man touchdowns. I'm all for that. So if anybody, you know, uh, see anybody, uh, bigger guys going touchdowns, uh, please uh, sh- uh, push them my way so we can turn around and make sure that, hey, we get we showing love to our big guys. So, all right. So get to some of you guys. Uh, uh, let's see. Any questions? No. In the season, Harlan has made the coast OP. Gotcha. All right. Cool. All right. So no questions. Oh uh, yeah, now thanks David Pulino uh, for the the five dollars. Uh, so super chat. All right, and let's see, moving along. All right, so the first game I'm gonna go in depth about it's gonna be the Dallas Cowboys versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, so this particular game was a Thursday night game. Um, I didn't expect the Saints to come out and be uh, highly competitive. Uh, just because of the, there's no synergy with this offense when it comes down to who's going to stay healthy or who's going to get denied or, or whatever it may be. Taysom, Taysom Hill is still kind of banged up. I think he has a, a finger injury um, that's that's taking him taking away some of his throwing abilities. Now, I, I just don't know what you're going to get with him if you put him back there. He, he threw the ball 41 times. I just don't know if he's that type of quarterback. Now, I, I, I hear about him. I hear about him being this this Swiss Army knife, but has he has he came and, and put it put it out there that hey I'm really the, the the guy you guys think I am outside of having a Drew Brees because it's great that you have a Drew Brees and you sprinkle that guy in it's great because because teams aren't preparing for him but when I got time I got film on him and oh yeah by the way it, I I can prepare for the guy because I know he's going to be your guy what is he going to give you what is he going to give you the other thing is, it's great that he can run the ball. It's great, but is that going to get you? Is that going to get you where you need to be? Because essentially, you're basically saying, "Hey, okay, look, I'm going to just turn around and, and and hand the ball off or run quarterback power with him." Can that beat the good teams? It's the same questions that, that they had about Lamar Jackson when he first came into the league. Now I know Taysom Hill. I think Taysom Hill been in the league a little bit longer, or maybe even the same time. Uh, but is Taysom Hill going to give you the same type of effort as Lamar Jackson? If the answer is yes, okay, the next question would be, what kind of defense are you going to build around him? Because because uh, Demario Davis, uh, Jordan, uh, all those guys, those guys are great. Those guys are phenomenal. Going forward, if Taysom Hill is your guy, then you need to turn around and make sure you build get, get uh, other pieces around him. If it were me, I would start with the wide receiver position. I would start with the wide receiver position because, as you guys see, none of these wide receivers are, are, are putting fear in anybody's hearts when it comes down to it. Because, you know, Michael Thomas, doesn't matter if he was triple or double covered. You know, there were times that he would just, you know, go up, pluck the ball out of the sky. Now, he wasn't a, a big yak guy. He's not a super fast guy. But 50-50 balls uh, or possession receiver, he's the dude. He's the dude. You don't catch 140-some plus passes um, and not, not – uh, be a possession type of guy. So with that being said, I just I just think they need to upgrade that position. Um, going moving along in the draft now, uh, moving on the other side of the ball, um, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys show with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott he threw it forty times, right at forty times. I don't know if he got the public service announcement, but uh, but. <laughs> He started tinkering to 45, 42, 50 pass attempts. 
that that means you're not committed to the run. I, I don't know how you guys need to to, to understand or translate this Dallas Cowboys. Um, you you have to keep your run game involved. The Emmitt Smith, the run game is involved. You know, every running team that you had, Tony Gossett, they had a passing game. They, I mean, they had a, every team that you had, if you went anywhere and you ran, you won the Super Bowl, you had the run game involved. You cannot, you're not going to be able to sustain it 500 yards passing, 88 yards rushing, and no touchdowns. And oh, yeah, by the way, you know, those 88 yards came off one or two plays. That, that's not going to get it done. You, you have to be a balanced attack team moving forward. If you're gonna move in the playoffs and, and make some real noise, so uh, but but huge shout out to them. Uh, they they got off, they got their particular win that they needed to win. Uh, they, I know it was rough for the Dallas Cowboy fans losing to the Raiders uh, last week, um, but hey, it, winning cures all. In this particular situation, I didn't see too many uh, Dallas Cowboy fans on my Facebook or any other social media accounts uh, talking about, hey man, we got screwed or or fired. Uh, McCarthy or, or Jerry Jones need to sell the team to, to New Mexico or wherever. I didn't see any of that. So uh, I just knew that the Cowboys had won. Uh, so that's why I didn't see a lot of it. So, uh, but, but like I said, um, good, good thing that they won. Um, hopefully this will show them that, Hey, this is the recipe moving forward uh, on all the, all the teams that they're going to play in the NFL. So, all right. Uh, moving along to the next game, game number two. It's going to be the Chargers versus the Bengals. Um, the the Bengals is another one of those teams that that makes me mad. Not be, not because I'm a I'm a Ravens fan, but because of you 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 have such a, a great nucleus of players to where people start to put certain type of expectations on you, uh, basically saying, "Hey, you are the top five, or you are in the top three, or you're in the top ten, or whatever it may be." And then, lo and behold, you turn around and you have a game like this with the offensive weapons that you have. Um, the reason why I said a game like this, not because of they got they were getting blown out, um, because they were down 24-0. Um, and then in the second quarter, they think they got 13 points. Um, so then they, they, they kind of made it interesting, 24-13. But then it was like they went back to their old ways right in the third quarter. They were just like, you know what? We, we good. We good. We just had it. We made it the game. We didn't just lay down. So we, we, we straight with that. Now, as you guys see the numbers, I'm not going to go through all of them. You see their wide receiver core is very, very talented, highly talented. Their running back, Joe Mixon, is still underrated to me, uh, highly talented, more, more than capable. The, the, the quarterback, Joe Burrow, look, I, I got it. He's mentally tough. He's physically tough. I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I just think you're, you're trying to put too much on this guy, especially coming back from injury, um, too soon. You have what you have, which which is great. If if, if I were you, I have the same recipe as most of the other team. We're trying to run the ball, get the run game going, keep the run game going. And then on top of this, I'm not trying to give my quarterback 45, 55 throws. Because as you give him 45, 55 throws, keep in mind now, not only are you increasing his abilities to fumble the ball, to throw interceptions, you, you increase his ability to be exposed to getting injured. Like I said, he's always been he's already been injured. I'm pretty sure he's he's nicked up and dinged up as we speak right now. So if you're going to make me a run, 
at the AFC North, make a run at the Super Bowl, you need to make sure you put your, your quarterback in the best possible situation, not only to just win, but to, to, to stay healthy, to stay healthy. Winning is, is cool, but if you're not healthy, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Now, moving to the other side. Now, moving to the other side, um, you have Justin Herbert. I, I think they're starting to understand, hey, when we get in these games, it's not about quarterback duo. It, it's, it's cool that we have two big-name quarterbacks, uh, young, promising quarterbacks, to where we figure, hey, okay, we're going to show that we can outdo this guy. If you don't do that, I, I think you can turn around and you can win these type of games more soundly, just like you did this particular day. Justin Herbert was efficient, nine incompletions on the day, three touchdowns, uh, one one interception. Um, the, the thing that I would like for them to clean up, though, is, is his sacks, him getting sacked. Um, I, I just think their line, the, the offensive line needs to improve a, a little bit more. Some of them are good. Some of them are good. I just think they 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 need probably one, maybe two more pieces on the offensive line, and then they'll be straight. The 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 still the the people that I want to talk about particularly is the the Chargers defense finally woke the heck up. I don't know if it was because of uh, Joe Burrow and then was starting to press, trying to get back into the game, or or what. But for some odd reason. They play pretty good when it comes down to getting the sacks, getting interceptions. Uh, in fact, they, you know they forced uh, four turnovers uh, for the game, and they had six sacks. That that's huge for the Chargers because uh, I want to say earlier in November I was talking about how their defense had let them down up until this point. I knew they were injured. They got Derwin James back. They lost Nasser Adderley. Uh I don't know if Kenneth, Kenneth Murray came back or not this game. But they got some guys to step up. They got some guys to step up, even with all the injuries, and it, and it showed. They put together, put together as complete of a game as they could. Uh, now, they still were doing some stuff offensively that I don't like. Austin Eckler, you got to hold on to the ball, man. You're running back. You're running back. You can't have two fumbles in one game, and you lose both of them. You, it just can't happen. Because if that is a, a team that comes going to capitalize off of your turnovers, you now go from 24-0 to now 24-14, 24-21. Depends on if that team scores the ball uh, beforehand and you turn around and have two turnovers. Now we turn around, we back in the game, 24-21. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you, you're going to be looked at as a, as a, as the reason, a single point of failure of why we're we losing this game or why we could lose this game. Because those two particular fumbles, quarterback getting stripped sack, okay, got it. Running back fumbling the ball. Nah, that can't happen. Not two times. Not two times. So Austin Eckler, hopefully you, you can get that fixed and you, you don't be of some kind of detriment to your team moving forward. But uh, he kind of made up for it with his touchdowns and, and some of his, his stuff that he does. But for him to be the, the you know, the, the passing and receiving, uh, the passing, I mean, sorry, the receiving and rushing threat that he is, he has to, to, to secure the ball better than, than what he is. But uh Good thing for Cincinnati, uh, not Cincinnati, but uh, the Chargers to stay in contention for the AFC West, moving to seven and five. Um, so uh, the Chiefs, you can't you can't sleep just yet because you know the Chargers still making some noise in the AFC West. So all right, so if you haven't already, uh, make sure you you smash the like button. Um, if however you're watching this particular uh, episode, 
whether it be YouTube, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Twitch, whatever it is you're watching, um, make sure you smash the like button, uh, comment in the comments or, or subscribe or whatever it may be, okay? All right, and if you want to see uh, more of these type of videos, uh, basically I'm gonna talk a little bit more about college and, and so forth. This is my personal YouTube, uh, Fresh Perspective Sports Lounge. Uh, basically, now I'm gonna put up something about the, uh, the, the bowl matchups here in the next couple of days. So, all right. All right, moving along to the next game. All right, so uh, I'm not um, a hater of, of any football team. Um, I, I kind of gave that up as I got older. Uh, I used to hate the Patriots. Um, uh, you know, I, I still um, don't care for the Steelers. Uh, and it's just because, you know, I'm a Ravens fan. Um, but I do respect those teams. I do respect them or what they do, uh, or how they do business and, and so forth. So um, and, and one of the teams I respect, I started to respect a little bit more, is the Lions, the Detroit Lions. The uh, reason why I say I respect them is, is because I've watched the paradigm shift. I don't know if it's because of Coach Campbell or, or is it the players that's there or, or whatever it may be, but I watched the paradigm shift of, those guys coming out, and it was just like they played with no energy. They they didn't care, uh, you know, about the the results of the game. But they, they it was like it's inevitable. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose every stinking game. We're not gonna come out and compete because guess what? We know at the end of the day we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose the game. But this particular game, it it, it shows you it shows you some of the belief that the Lions have. I don't know if it, it's because of. Uh, what happened in their state? Uh, if you guys don't know, there was a, a school shooting uh, or whatnot in their particular. I think it was Oxford uh, High School, either Oxford uh, is the city or something. But um, you know, it's, it's such a tragic, tragic event that happened with that. And I think you know that that was probably extra motivation to those guys to come out and, and say, "Hey, look, you know, there's a lot of different things going on in the world, and we we get a chance to play this game each and every Sunday." So, so why not, uh, you know, take this opportunity? Don't, don't take it for granted. And, and let's go out here and see where we end up. And, and hopefully that was the mindset of them or those guys going going forward to say, hey, okay, look, let's go out here and put our best foot forward. And how they wanted was was like, for me, a cherry on top. Because, you know, obviously they played my Ravens. Um, you know, they lost, you know, 64, 66-yard field goal. They, they lost to the Ravens. Um, they had some other heartbreak games to where, you know, they, it was the last play or, or some heroic particular activity that took place to where they didn't uh, get it. It did go in their favor and then they end up losing the game by two points or a touchdown or whatever it may be. But now they go on the winning side of this. It's on the winning side of this. And it so happened to be a drive. It wasn't just one play. It was an actual game-winning touchdown drive. Um and I, and I know Jared Goff were, was, was over the moon because he, he he finally felt like, hey, you know, the monkey's off my back. Uh, this is our, our, our essentially our Super Bowl. We didn't know it was going to be our Super Bowl, but that first win, it, it just so felt so great uh, for for them. I, you know, you could see the videos of some on the, on the, them dancing in the locker room. And, and if you're one of those fans that, hey, you're questioning why these guys are, are celebrating this much, um, it, it with the this win, have you ever been 0 16 
and then be uh, 0 10 and 1. Uh, have you ever been on a team like that? If you haven't, you, you can't kind of understand why these guys were celebrating the way they were celebrating. Um, for me, uh, I have no no issues with them celebrating the way they celebrated. You can't tell somebody how to win and tell somebody how to, how to lose because we're all human. We, we, we respond to things differently. Um, so, so it is what it is at this point. Um, now, moving to the uh, other side of it, Justin Jefferson um, is, is, is a grown man. <laughs> Um, like, and I, I don't, I, I mean that literally, but I also mean that figuratively. Uh, I know he's a, a young guy, uh, uh, young receiver, I think it's his second year, but man, the, the relationship he has with, with Kirk Cousins, or either I, I don't know if he has a relationship with him, but the, the, the camaraderie or the chemistry that they have on the field is crazy. 11 uh, catches, 180 some yards. Um, it's it's just bananas, bananas to think about. Um, because it it's just like, soon as he he looks up and he gets into any kind of trouble, he's like, all right, okay, JJ's there somewhere. And then you know, f- for me, he did this with Adam Thiel- Adam Thielen struggling. Uh, when I say he was struggling, because I don't know if he's he's injured or whatnot, but the Lions did a good job of not allowing him to get targeted or you know, get targets. Um, I, I don't know if that was their plan or whatever, but it, it was more of Conklin and it was more of Justin Jefferson. They were saying, hey, look, we, we're not going to let Adam Thielen get going because we know if Adam Thielen gets going, this is a four or five touchdown evening for Kirk Cousins. And now the other thing, the not having Dalvin Cook in there, it, it, it hurts too. Reason reason why I say that is because as it, good as Madison is, uh, when it comes down to being the handcuff to uh, uh now, Dalvin Cook, I don't think he gives you that same element of of uh, home run hitting in the passing game. Run game, yes, you can see it. You know, run game, not an issue. Catching the ball and, and moving up and down the field, yards after the catch, I just don't think he has that threat uh, when it comes down to uh, teams fearing him to where they say, hey, okay, look, we're going to definitely give him uh, some extra attention and whatnot. But – that's that's neither here nor there. Um, good win for the Detroit Lions. It's a division win as well. The first, who would have thought that their first win would come uh, in the division uh, against against uh, a lot of t- people trying to say that the the, the Vikings will start this surge and, and move forward to try and get into the playoffs. They dropped this particular game. Um, they could have had a chance B five hundred, but they did not. They did not come out and capitalize on this particular – I don't know if they overlooked the Lions or whatnot. They just didn't capitalize. And so, with that being said, the Detroit Lions come in, pull off the shocker, uh, 29-27. Uh, huge shout-out to them. And don't look now, but the scenario is still alive that the Lions could possibly make the playoffs. So. <laughs> All right. So, moving along to the uh, next game. Uh, be the uh, Washington football team in the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this this particular game, for, for me, it was I, I wouldn't say it was a, a, a it was a battle of a, of an ugly game. Uh, a ugly game. When when I say reason why I say it's an ugly game is because neither team looked like hey they really wanted to 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 play this particular game. 
because of what happened either the week uh, prior or, or, or somewhere along that line. Like, for instance, the, the, the Raiders are still kind of, hey, we on our emotional high of, of beating the Cowboys. And, and, yeah, by the way, we lost some people uh, injury-wise, but, you know, we, we stuck with it and we got the monkey off our back. We, we, we stopped the bleeding because I think they was on a three-game losing streak before they, they, they beat the Cowboys or whatnot. And uh, Washington football team were, were on their emotional high as, as well by winning the game last week by the same exact score against the Seattle the Seahawks. So with, with that being said, it was like, hmm, all right, so do you want to win it or do we want to win? Do you want to give these guys a game? you want to give these guys a game or, or do we want to take it? And that's why I kind of felt with this particular game, um, the Washington football team offense, for, for me, at times, they, 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 they look like they want to run the ball, but then they, they turn around and, and there were times, you know, the first three plays were all passes. So I just don't understand, like, what like what's what's the point of doing such? Hey, I got it. McKissick was not in there, um, but you still get Antonio Gibson. Um, so so my thing was, I I just I would I would like to see what you're going to become offensively because now you start to say, okay, look, whatever I become offensively, I couple that with the Chase Young and and, and the other people on my defense, uh, Deronia Payne and all those guys. To where now I can turn around and get after the quarterback because my offense is going to be able to sustain drives. If you're if you're not going to do that and you say, hey, we want to be pass happy, okay, that's fine. Do you believe in Taylor Haneke being the answer? If you believe in that, Taylor Haneke is the answer, then hey, you, you we need to make sure you continue to build around him and, and, and do as such. Because you got Curtis Samuel back, right? Curtis Samuel back, but three touches. Three touches in the whole in the whole game. Is he your number one? Is he not your number one? It's fine. Is Scary Terry your number one? Cool. But five targets. Five targets. Is is that is that what you want? Is that your intentions in the offense? Is that your intention? If that is your intentions in the offense, then you need to you need to basically turn around and say, hey, look, we need to you need to get a facelift on offense to where we can get these guys the ball. Whether it be build up the offensive line get more running threats, or we need to get a different quarterback if you don't believe in Taylor Hennigke being the answer. So they they played exactly like that. So, But it was enough to get the win. It was enough to get the win against the, the, the Raiders. Um, the Raiders is, is beat up defensively. They lost some other players. Um, I, I just don't know what, what the Raiders are going to do because, as you guys seen on some of the other games, the, the teams in the AFC West are winning their games. They're winning their games, and they, as they win more and more, that gap increases to where now, hey, we're we're not one and a half game back. You're three games back. You're two games back. Those 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 games matter a lot more because guess what? Every team within the last two or three weeks are going to be playing within their division. So if that is the case, you haven't won a lot of games to decrease the gap. And then you play against the people that control the gap. So now you turn around, you just basically bury yourself even more um, when it comes down to playing your teams in, in the division. Um, so I just don't know if, if the, the Raiders have enough to get over the hump and, and get into the playoffs this particular year. Just don't know. Because it, for one, the AFC has already been wacky as well. As well. So 
Um, case in point, uh, I think the next game I'm going to talk about is one of the wacky games that happened. So, all right. So, all right. So, before I talk about this game, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you, you you smash the like button from whatever platform you're watching, whether it be Facebook, uh, whether it be Twitch, whether it be Twitter, whether it be here on YouTube. Uh, just smash the like button, uh, comment if you want to share it with some somewhere with somebody. Uh, let us know uh, how we're doing. If you got some kind of uh, questions that want to get answered, you're more than welcome to drop them in the chat. We'll answer your questions. Uh, keep in mind, this is not fantasy uh, oriented. This is basically uh, real football. We just talk a little bit about some of the games that happen, some of the things that I'm seeing. And if you guys got any kind of questions uh, about particular quarterback situation, running back situation, any team, um, I'll be more than happy to try and uh, get those questions answered. It be in the live stream like this, or whether it be in, in, in the action within the, the comments. Okay. All right. Um, if you are more into the college thing, uh, you're more than welcome to follow my uh, personal uh, YouTube channel, uh, Fresh Perspective Sports Lounge. Uh, best, I just wrapped up uh, the college football committee uh, reaction of basically how they selected for the playoffs. And basically, I'll be talking about the bowl games and, and so forth within the next few days, okay? All right. And, all right, so now get to this, this game. Um, and the reason why I say this game was was wacky to me is, is because you looked at – you looked into the game. You looked at the game. Hey, you know, the, the Steelers were uh, not not good defending the run. But if you look, if you look at it, right – did the did the Ravens really try to exploit that? The answer is no. Here's the reason why I say the answer is no because you look at if you look at the teams, they have the the same uh, amount of carries, right? Ravens have more yards, right? But the Steelers were doing it to where they were saying, "Hey, okay, look, if we pressure the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, we get to him, we get them to go three and out, we get our running running back involved." Right now we can turn around and we can we can hold on to the ball and sustain a drive to where our defense can kind of rest and be ready to go again against Lamar Jackson. To the point to where the uh, time of possession early on, uh, I think the Ravens in the first quarter or the first half had the ball, I want to say 25 or, or 27, some some along that lines or somewhere on that lines. I think the they basically only had like four or five minutes um, with the Steelers in the first half. And then you turn around in the second half, you you now the Pittsburgh Steelers double the Ravens uh, in yardage uh, when it comes down to it. They double the Ravens in, in yardage. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the, the Ravens gave up, I want to say, 17 points in the fourth quarter or, or something some along those lines. Um, it, it, it may not have been a fourth quarter. I think it's the second half. But so with that being said, it, it's basically you were basically saying, hey, we got the opportunities. We didn't capitalize. Here you go, Pittsburgh. If you want to come back into the game, it's, it's cool with us. Whenever you're ready, we're going to be here. We're going to be here. We're going to let you do what you do. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, but then I'm going to move over to uh, the, the Ravens. Pittsburgh Steelers, when all else failed, you know, they, they did – what they were expected to do. Hey, look, don't make mistakes on offense. 
Let our defense do what our, their defense does. Don't try and get cute. We know, hey, we want to throw the ball outside the numbers on go routes. That's fine. Let's do it. Ben, whenever you get the opportunity, we just need you to throw up a couple. We don't need you to throw 25, 30 of them. We just need you to throw up a couple. Case in point, 21, 31. Two touchdowns, 230-some yards passing. He got sacked one time for zero yards, by the way. So he did – he executed his plan. He executed his plan. But you look on the other side of the ball, right, uh, on the other side, not the other side of the ball, but the other side, right, you look at Lamar Jackson, 37 passes, 200-some yards uh, passing, one touchdown, one INT, but seven sacks, seven sacks. You're just not going to win many games getting sacked seven times. The, the, I don't know if you, we need to – Look at this all over again, but this this is not the Cleveland Browns. This this is not Miami Dolphins. This these are the Steelers we're talking about. This this is the team that you're supposed to give your best shot. You're supposed to give your team your this team your best shot. We've been because if you look at all over the all over major sports, this is high up there of uh, the 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 most heated or, or the best rivalry in sports, not just football in sports. Period. The Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers because of some of the different things that, that have transpired, some of the teams that have came through, some of the players, the Hall of Famers that's involved in this rivalry. It's just it's just crazy to think about, just crazy to think about. So with, with, with that being said, it was, hey, if you don't give them your best punch, when will you? When will you give them your best punch? When will you? It just, it just didn't look like um, that was the plan coming in. Now. Some people, some Raven fans, are trying to crucify John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, the run game, the offensive line, Greg Roman, uh, Wink Mondale. You're trying to fire everybody. You're trying to trade rookies. You, it's 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 just a, a lot of different things are being talked about when it comes down to what people are doing on social media, how people are interacting uh, with one another, based off of them not being targeted, not getting carries. Uh, the defense not being in the right situation, whatever it may be. At the end of the day, I'm a I'm a supporter of the Ravens, regardless of what happens. The Ravens can lose 99-0, 0-16, five years in a row. I'm still going to be the same way I am about the Ravens. Uh, I, I'm, I'm cool with them when they win. I'm cool with them when they lose, whatever it may be. Now, looking at this, people don't know the situation, but you're automatically saying, hey, they're stupid to, to, to not kick the field goal and go into overtime. Again, we are not directly intertwined with the coaching staff. We don't know what is happening as it happens right then and there. So as we sit at home in our living room drinking some Modelo and, and smoking or whatever we're smoking or, or eating whatever we're eating, we don't know what the situation is. Who knew the situation was the Ravens were down cornerbacks? Meaning like, hey, to the point where I'm like, Devin DuVernay, hey, go play cornerback this this particular series. How many reps do you think Devin DuVernay had at cornerback? He's a wide receiver, mind you. But you want him to line up and play in the game in the division rivalry in overtime. You want him to go out and be able to, to know where to line up. Or better yet, let's, how many wide receivers practice that? Wide receivers, you guys go play DBs. And we're gonna put you in when we go to overtime, and we expect you to know what to do. Any team out there is practicing like that, not one. 
So with that being said, you, you can't fault John Harbaugh for doing that. Now, where you can fault John Harbaugh or Lamar Jackson is being in that situation. Being in that situation. I want the Ravens to play 2019 Ravens football. And, it, and, and every team has to show me that they can beat me that way. Got it. You can't play that way without the running backs, right? But you need to get you need to give me some of that. You need to give me some of that because what's happening, right, is you don't even have that identity anymore of running the ball. You don't have that identity. You, you're basically coming out. I want to be cute. I want to throw the ball 35 plus times when I don't have to. When I don't have to, just just play your game. Hey, look, if you stop me, cool. You got to show me you can stop me three times in a row. And, and, and go from there. The Ravens had, I want to say, three three and outs in this particular, I think it's in the, in the first half. Um, they had three three and outs. Those three and outs, guess what you did? You, you, you ignited the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. You can see it. You can see it that they was like, you know what? Shoot, man, we thought we was going to be down 21 to three or whatever. But they wasn't. Because you let them stay in the game. You let them stay in the game. So, Huge shout out to to the um, the Steelers. Once again, like I said, I, I used to have animosity towards teams or whatnot. I don't have no animosity towards teams. Um, it's still uh, I'm not gonna wave your towel around around and nothing like that. It's still the hell with y'all as a team. But uh, I gotta give you respect. Give you respect. You came in. You did what you needed to do. You took advantage. You win the game, nineteen to twenty. Now, Steelers fans. You're still not off the hook. <laughs> please, please believe it. Please believe it. Uh, I don't want you to to, to bask in all your glory like, hey, you know, we back. The quest for seven is back on. No, absolutely not. You still got issues. I, I, I don't have to tell you what your issues are. If you're still this man, you know exactly what your issues are. You know what your issues are. Uh, your, your offensive line definitely need help. Definitely need help. You need a, a compliment to Najee Harris. If not, he's going to go down. You you, you got to get a compliment to him. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, you, you could definitely use some some, some uh, help in the wide receiver room because Deontay Johnson and Chase Facebook, that's it. They, 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 even those guys are struggling. They struggle at times. So so if that's the case, you're saying these are your, your, your dudes, you, you, need, you need a little bit more help, especially you don't know when Juju's coming back. And when he does come back, if he's out for the year, I think he is out for the year. But if he does come back, what kind of uh, juice does he have left in in the tank? So, all right. So, um, moving along, uh, let me see if we got any questions. Okay, that's a fantasy thing. All right. So, all right, moving along to the next game. All right. So, this one right here. Um, this one was kind of – it wasn't a head-scratcher, but I was surprised. The reason why I was surprised is because I had – I won't say the group. I won't say the name of the person. But I had, I was having a conversation with somebody, and they were telling me how broken Russell Wilson was uh, about, you know, after the injury, he hasn't, he hasn't done this, he hasn't done that. He hadn't, he hadn't looked like an old self. He, he's, he's washed. Uh, he just need to hurry up and get out of Seattle. Oh, oh, okay. You say that, right? But then I ask you, what was the what are the offensive line rankings 
for each position for the Seattle Seahawks? What is their overall ranking as a unit for the Seattle Seahawks? What kind of run game do they have? The receivers, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, those guys are are great. They're they're good at what they do, right, for the Seattle Seahawks. But if you control them, what kind of offense do you have? You control those guys. Now you don't have a run game. It's it's a Russell Wilson, let's see if he can take us to the promised land type of fest. That's it. That's what it is. Get around there, scramble around, throw it up to somebody, take a chance, and then we'll see what we end up. That's that's what the Seahawks, the Seahawks offense is. And then you couple that with a, a below-average defense, below-average defense. Yeah, I got it. Dunlap, Carlos Dunlap is, is trying to do his best. Um, but but what are we getting with, with Dunlap and Adams? Are you guys trying to reinvent the, the Legion of Boom? Or, or are you saying, hey, okay, we're going along that line no more, Legion of Boom, where we have the, the, the dynamic uh, linebacker core and great secondary? Or are we trying to get better at the front four or the front seven? And then we'll live with the mediocre play for the, uh, the back end. If that's the case, that's fine. Build your defense like that. But to, for the, to not have any kind of defensive presence, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. And for this particular game, Jimmy G helped you guys out. Jimmy G helped you guys out by, by throwing these two interceptions. The, the, his game was okay outside of those. Outside of those, the 20 for 30, I'll, I'll take that. The two touchdown, fine. No, no harm, no foul. The 200 yard, fine. You cannot have the turnovers. And and the reason why I said it is because San Francisco, they have the offense that can come back from it. They have the defense that can come back. But it's just so so it's gut-wrenching. It, it's the, the San Francisco is not a quick strike offense. They're more methodical. They're more methodical about what they do when it comes down to 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 handing the ball off to I know Debo Samuel didn't play this game, but handing the ball off to Debo Samuel, finding him out. In, out in the middle of the field, let him get some yak uh, and so forth. Um, and I just think when they don't have that, right, you got to protect the ball because remember what I told you, you, you you're not an offense that can go up and down the field within one or two plays. You, you're you're more methodical about what you do. Uh, but those those three turnovers that that was that was huge because you allow a team like the Seahawks to stay in it. To stay in it, because because if, if you say hey those three turnovers, let's say those three turnovers, they there are no three turnovers and there's just three additional points, three additional points. Who, who knows? That could be probably could have been enough because I, I I don't have it pulled up right here right now. But who knows? Instead of see the Seahawks getting those thirty points, they may, may not get thirty. They may only get twenty points now because guess what? Those three turnovers, right? And the reason why I say that is because. You need the ball to go up and down the field more than the Seahawks. The Seahawks, they have a, a big play receiver that's playing with DK Metcalf that can take it, you know, down the field and, and do what he needs to do. Now, I want to I want to say a, a huge shout out to Travis Homer uh, for his his fake. <laughs> that fake was was superb for for the Seahawks. I don't know if anybody's seen it. I want to say it was 73 yards or whatnot. Um, basically, they direct snapped it to him, and he was he was out there. He's just gone. Um, and, and, and you could just tell 
these are the type of plays the Seahawks need to continue competing with teams because because they're just they're just out of whack rushing running the ball wise. They, they just don't have anybody that's going to come in and give them some kind of consistency. You, you know, you've been fluctuating with with running backs all year long, whether it be Adrian Peterson, Rashad Penny, um, Chris Carson. You just been fluctuating with running backs all year long, and you just just not getting that productivity. Um, and, and it's hard that the vision is because I remember when you had Beast Mode. I remember when you had Sean Alexander. I remember when you had Ricky uh, Ricky Waters. Um, uh, just I don't know. I just don't know what it is you you guys want um, when it comes down to 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 moving forward. I just don't know if, if you have enough to to if you get. I don't think you're gonna make the playoffs. I don't think you have enough to build this team to where Russell Wilson is gonna stay next year. I just think he's out. He has to be out because of the lack of the run game, the lack of of the the offensive line being able to protect him. The, the lack of, of defense being able to stop players or stop teams. Because imagine if you were the Seahawks, you get this 20-point lead, but then you can't stop anybody. Imagine if you was Russell Wilson on the Seahawks. You, you'd be like, all right, okay, instead of 20, we need 30. You know, and it just, it just does not look like, like I said, the Seahawks want to build the team to keep Russell Wilson uh, happy. Just just doesn't seem like that. Case case in point, no no first round draft pick. You you, I talked about it last week. You gave up the, the uh, your first round draft picks for Jamal Adams. People were saying, hey, it's it's unproven if they won or lost the draft or lost that particular uh, trade. I say you lost it. I say you lost it because you you you're running the risk of losing Russell Wilson, who. You know, Probably is your best franchise quarterback you've had in Seattle. I had to look at the history of who all was there in the, in the older days, but I would go out on a limb just saying, speaking roughly, Russell Wilson is probably the best quarterback in Seattle Seahawks history that they've had. So you're about to possibly lose him because of you wanted to get better on defense. And by the way, it hasn't turned out that to be better in defense by, by picking that one player up. Aaron Donald got it because they can. Die. They have the influence over the game. Even if you don't try to run towards them, th- that guy taking two linemen, basically saying, "Hey, okay, I take two of your linemen. Now it is a three on three. All my guys got to do then is just win their one on one matchups. If I go with four linemen, four down linemen, and five uh, offensive line." But then you couple that with somebody else that can beat one on one, right? So now it's two, two, and the other, the inside guys have one on ones. So, so they can directly influence the game. Whereas with with Adams, is I can just choose not to throw there, or I could run right at him and, and send two, two or three people there to to help block him. So, so now you have this person that's that's high priced. High potential, but not high but high productivity because of teams are saying, "Hey, look, I don't care if you have him out there. That's fine. Keep him right there. Keep him far back because guess what? I'm not going to him. Or bring him up in the box. We're gonna we're gonna run away from him. And it's simple. It's very simple to to, to help negate a player like Jamal Adams. So 
But enough enough about that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the next game. All right. So the next game. Oh, this didn't go right. All right. So um, I apologize. The score didn't populate down there like I needed it to play with some font. They're kind of off. But the score obviously is twenty-two to nine. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the the Denver Broncos. Um, a lot of people want to move the Kansas City Chiefs into the uh, top five power rankings or, or the top spot in the AFC or, or whatever it may be. I'm still not moving them there. Um, I'm not going to move them there until uh, I see a few more weeks. I see a few more weeks of, of their offense being better than what they've been thus far. Because um, right now, just, just, just looking at this, right? You look at some of the things on here, you see the Denver, Bron- uh, Denver Broncos had three turnovers. The Chiefs had one. But the score is 22 to 9. 22 to 9. Oh, yeah, by the way, Patrick Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown in this game. Didn't throw a touchdown in this game. If you're saying this is your guy, this is your guy, is, is the Denver Broncos defense that great to where, hey, you, you limit Patrick Mahomes to no touchdown? And if if, if you are the Denver Broncos, and outside looking in, you'd say, hey, if anybody would have told you the Broncos are not going to give Patrick Mahomes any kind of passing touchdown, most people would have been like, oh, wait a minute. I, I think the Broncos can win that. And had it had it not been for a pick six, a Herculean effort uh, pick six, the, the, the score is 9-16 to or 9-17, to uh, 17, 15, whatever. Right, so you basically say you're one touchdown different of of losing this game, possibly losing this game to the Broncos. Now, I'm not I'm not here to totally just clown on the the Chiefs because the Chiefs won the game; they're they're eight and four. But this is your division rival, which which is fine. These are this is one of the teams that that you had to come out and show or instill fear in the rest of the AFC West that, hey, we are back. We are officially back. We are we are the, the, the dominant brand in this particular uh, division. You didn't do that. So to, to where now, if, if I'm the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, if I'm the San Diego, uh, not San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers, who all, already beat you by a touchdown, I, you, you're not of any kind of threat to me. I can't wait till we play y'all again if I'm the Chargers. If I'm the Chargers, I can't wait till we play y'all again. Because guess what? The Broncos showed me, hey, you still got some issues. You still got some holes in your game. I don't know if it's the run game. I don't know if it's the teams are starting to catch up with what Patrick Mahomes likes to do. I, I have no idea. But I tell you right now, their the, the offense is reeling. Uh, I don't know if it's a lack of focus or, or, or something, but we can't crown the Chiefs of being the kings of anything just yet. You just cannot. Not with this type of effort. Who knows? Maybe next week they'll they'll, they'll turn around and, and turn it on. Uh, but this ain't the only turn. They did it against the Cowboys. They get, did it against the Green Bay Packers. So so with that being said, is I, I just don't understand the, the lackluster uh, offense, the lackluster offense with the weapons that you have. If you do this against a team that that can really score the ball or or really play defense, like, like, like the Broncos got a good defense, they they got a good defense. I'm not taking anything from them, um, but if you got a, 
a team that's more effective on the offensive side of the ball that not that's not going to turn the ball over three times, you you may you may be in for a treat. You may be in for a treat. So it, it, it just I wouldn't get too happy if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Now I'd be happy we got the W because because you know now we are tied or either or close to uh, first place in the AFC. Um, they're they're first in the AFC West, but overall AFC they they they're moving in the right direction trying to get that first overall uh, seed uh, for the playoffs. So it's good for them. Um, it's good for them that they want, but it's, it's it's not all good because other teams are looking at this, and you you gotta understand other teams are giving to give you their best shot because they feel like you're vulnerable. And think about it. If if I'm a Los Angeles Chargers type of team, I only not only do I get a chance to control the division, but now I put you on the outside looking in. That that's huge. That's huge for me as an organization. If I know I can put a potential rival out of the playoffs, the playoff picture. Who knows where we're going to be in the next few weeks? So, all right. Uh, moving along to the uh, last game. Um, I didn't put up. I didn't put up any of of the the, the screenshots. The reason being is because this is Josh Allen's uh, uh, game plan. Once they got, once they went out and they seen that these gusts of wind and, and stuff was happening, uh, I just knew they, they, the 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 passing game was going to be effective. Passing game was going to be effective. Um, for me, watching the game. Josh Allen did all he could. He did all he could of uh, uh, throwing the ball in the wind, with the wind, against the wind. Um, dude has heart. Dude has heart. I'm not taking anything from him. Um, his receiving core tried to do the best they could. This is exactly what I told. I, I, I tell every Buffalo Bills fan: not having the run game, not not being able to stop other people's run game. Not not to him saying you got to stop them completely. For them to run the ball, I want to say 29 straight times. 29 straight times. And, oh, yeah, by the way, get points off of it? It's an issue. It's an issue. The other thing is, yeah, the gusts of wind and, and all that good stuff would, would, would affected the game. Case in point, where Bass, think Bass missed his, his uh, easiest field goal in his career, 33 yards. The, the guy's pretty – Pretty uh, legit when I'm down to, to kicking. But he missed. He missed a 33-yard field goal. So right then and there, what does that tell you? Hey, man, look, we got to run the dog on ball. We got to run the dog on ball. If nothing else for controlling the clock, it's it's about sustaining the drive, sustaining the drive. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we know we can't kick field goals. We got to get touchdowns. We got to get touchdowns. You had the ball in the red zone twice. You walked away with nothing. You walk away with nothing. That 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 was the key to the game. That was a, that was the reason why you lost the way you lost. Those two red zone trips, not getting nothing, it, it was huge. Missed field goal, and I think it was interception. Or uh, maybe maybe it was turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. That that's huge. That's huge because I, I don't know what their numbers are, but I can almost I can almost guess that Buffalo Bills don't have issues in the red zone. Normally. So, so if that's, if that's the case, then 
You now you need to make sure you make the necessary adjustments. Hey, bro, look, we're not going to throw the ball across our body in the wind to Cole Beasley. We're not going to put ourselves in that situation because guess what? We need we need you to. Yeah, we we got opportunity to get the short intermediate throws with Diggs and, and, and Beasley and whatnot. But yeah, take those three, four yards. So now it's not a fourth and ten. It's a fourth and four, fourth and five. It's manageable with Josh Allen to run the ball and get the first down or get the touchdown and so forth. So, but don't look now. The New England Patriots are the leaders in the AFC East. They're nine and four. The Buffalo Bills fall to seven and five. Um, I want to say they're second in the AFC East. Um, but some of the other teams are starting to move. Some of the other teams are starting to move. And, and don't look now again. Buffalo, if they continue this trend, they may be out, outside looking in. Outside of the playoffs looking in. Because as wacky as the AFC has been, uh, you got three or four teams that are all around um, eight and four. Three or four teams that's eight and four. It's only seven people that's getting in. Three or four teams that's eight and four. I can't even look. I can't even. Oh, my bad. The Chargers. The Chargers are seven and five. It's a couple other teams that are seven and five as well. So, so now the pickings are starting to get real slim about who can make it in, who could not make it in. So with that being said, I'm going to make sure that I, I give you guys an update of the playoff picture next week uh, of what I think uh, can happen when it comes down to the playoffs, who I think will get in, so forth and so on. So, all right, if you guys don't have any questions or anything, uh, I'm going to get out of you guys' hair. Again, if you haven't already, uh, like, comment, subscribe, uh, share the video to, to some of your friends. Uh, I'll be here. I'll do this throughout the season. Uh, every Tuesday uh, is 11 o'clock Eastern, um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Um, all right, is this a fantasy question, Manny? You're asking about what do I think about Dontrell Hilliard? Is that a fantasy question? Uh, so I'll give him a few seconds to try and answer this question. He's asking about fantasy or not. All right. All right. So before we leave, I'm going to knock out my power rankings real quick. I'm not going to give you too much of explanation. It's not too much of movement. The, 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 the biggest movement is the fact that the Raiders, the Ravens fell off. The Ravens fell off of it. Um, but for the power rankings of, uh, I'm sorry, last week, uh, Cardinals, Bucks, Titans, Packers, Cowboys. And this is for this week. Uh, Packers, Cardinals, Bucks, Patriots, Chiefs. Um, the reason, reason why I kept it, kept it the way, uh, I, I kept it this way. Uh, Packers, they're on a bye. Um, the Cardinals didn't do enough for me, um, to, to move into the first spot. It just didn't, didn't, didn't do enough. Uh, the Bucks, they did what they, they had to do to maintain their spot. The Pats, um, I, I was I was thinking of uh, moving the Pats up, but the, the Pats, it was a, it was a struggle win for them. Well, I won't say struggle win. It was methodical. They it was calculated. They knew what they were doing. Um, so you you got to give them their respect. Um, and the Chiefs, the uh, reason why I put the Chiefs here is because I don't trust the Chargers, um, and there's no other team 
that I could really be like, okay, this particular team um, is complete enough to turn around and contend for a, 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 a Super Bowl. So I, I just think the Chiefs were the better, the 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 probably the best equipped team because the they have been winning. They've been winning ugly, but but they have been winning. So you got to give them uh, a little bit of respect. Um, but this could easily have been the the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, or Buffalo Bills could have switched spots with the Patriots had they won this game um, because because now it's a little bit different. Um, the Ravens, the Ravens get, fell out. Um, they're gonna they're gonna stay out of the top five until they can turn around and, and rectify some of their situ- some of their issues because you only can use injuries for so long. It's you're out there on the field. You have opportunity to win certain games. You, you need to be able to do it um, now. Am I sitting here saying that, hey, they can't possibly move into the top five? No, I'm not sitting here saying that. Am I sitting here saying that, hey, um, they can't win the Super Bowl outside the top five? They can definitely do that. They can get hot at the right time. They can barely make it into the playoffs. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, power rankings don't matter once you're in the playoffs. It's, it's about who who is the hottest team at that point. So if that's the case, then, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about, you know, what I think about the Ravens thus far. Um, but but right now I just I just don't see them as one of the top five teams um, in the NFL. So, all right. Again, uh, thank you guys for your uh, support. All right. So yeah, uh, Manny Manny Rodriguez, you asking for uh, fantasy? Uh, yeah, uh, that that's a hustler type of question. Uh, Hustle, if you're still on here, you want to answer his question uh, about about his uh, his thing about uh, Dontrell Hilliard. All right, and uh, thank you as well, Amy, uh, for the support. So, all right, so I'm going to get out of you guys' hair. I've been talking to you guys long enough. I, f- I feel like uh, you guys are going to claim me on your taxes if we keep spending this much time together. But, again, uh, thank you guys for all the support uh, uh, up until this point. And then uh, I look forward to seeing you guys again uh, next week, okay? All right, until next time, uh, peace.